That's classic. We bring you great laughs and a unique behind-the-scenes look at classic television shows and movies. I'm John Cato. I'm an actor, voiceover artist, and also bring you an amazing insight as a moderator with over 20 years' experience in the television industry. Um, So today on That's Classic, uh, we have none other than Joan Van Ark. Um, Obviously, many of you know her as Valene Ewing from Knott's Landing, but uh, she has so, so many different projects that she's worked on through the years. She's so accomplished, and uh, it's just a thrill to have her on the show. So we have a lot to talk about today, and Joan, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure to be here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Actually, Saturday. Sorry, Saturday. No, Sunday. 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 No, it's today is Sunday, but then I didn't know. Are we live? Are we on now? Oh, we're live right now, but yeah, we were originally doing Saturday. Now we're doing Sunday. Okay, that's cool. That's so good. It, it all worked out very well. Um, Either way, I'm still, I'm here with you there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled that you're here, believe me. So, um, as I said, you know, I looked over, uh, you know, I, I've, obviously, I know I'm very familiar with your career, but to have seen what you have done outside of Knott's Landing as well was really impressive. So, I, you know, for the fans, we'll definitely talk about Knott's Landing today, but boy, I've got a lot of other things I'd love to hear about too. So why don't we just so that we have that, why don't I, if you could tell us, do you remember, did you audition for Valine at the time? No, I did not. Um, Uh I just, uh, I was doing Estee Lauder uh, voiceovers, which I did for some 12, 14 years, Mm -hmm. Uh, the spokesperson and Estee Lauder lips, Estee Lauder eyes. Oh, what a gig. The Estee Lauder woman. And they put me up at the Plaza Hotel in New York. Wow. A generous per diem uh, added to it besides the well-paid job itself. Of course. Stayed at the Plaza. Downstairs was Bendel's, one of the most amazing stores. I don't know if it's still there because a lot has changed at the Plaza. Yeah. I would go downstairs and with my per diem money, I would buy, because I love boots, I live in boots. It can be in 9,500 degrees. I'll still be in a pair of boots. <laughs> That's the Joan of Arc in me, I think. Yes, yeah. yes. So I would go down and buy a pair, a new pair of boots because they always had the best. But it was the best job I ever, ever had. And you I did not, it. you did not audition, huh? They just no. So they sent it to me, and I had a session scheduled um, to do Estee Lauder. And I said I can't be in New York and Dallas at the same time. Uh, or, or uh, Dallas was the offer on on Dallas, but I had played Valine there. So uh, and David Aykroyd for the first Dallas episodes was the one who originally played Gary. But the bottom line was I was able to somehow handle both the New York job and getting to do the pilot on Knott's Landing. So there was no real time for anything like, um, uh, you know, an audition and that I had uh, established or they had established me on Dallas. So there you go. Wow. That is just crazy. Did you, you know, I, people, you know, obviously you, you're one of the longest running shows ever, literally. I know. Thank yeah. you for that. Cause so many people don't realize, I think now we're like number three because, um, and NCIS, I think is just gone through. The, I yeah, mean, it's gone. It, it has so gone. 20 I think years from now, they may still be going with right. that, but we are, I think now third, but Anza was ahead of us. 
just ahead mm -hmm. of us, which I also did with Michael Landon, et cetera. But, but um, that was uh, number one. And then we were number two, but then uh, now NCIS was taken. Wow. So, so you did it for 14 years. Did you, you know, people always wonder about this, but did you have any sense that, oh, this, this is, this is gold. This is going to run for a long time. No, this is, well, I did. And I, I, don't think I had done any pilots or anything before because Knott's originally, of course, like everything, was a pilot for CBS. Right. Michelle Lee and I had a lot of scenes in the cul-de-sac in the uh, very first episode. And she said, because she had done a bunch of pilots and they didn't go. And she said, oh, I don't know. I would love this to go, but I, you know, the track record and the the fact that you know you, people make so many pilots and you ne they never see the screen ever right. uh, or all of us so i said no this one is going to work this one's going to go which normally i'm a norman ne negative you know i'm yeah. a debbie downer but i felt like this had the ingredients and larry hagman guessed it on a lot of the first knots landing even patrick duffy did i just thought we're going to make it on this one. And sure enough, 14 years later, there, oh, we, it was crazy. there we still were. Yeah. Did, did you know, by the way, did you know Michelle Lee or Donna Mills before? Not at all. No. And now we're besties and we're working on a show called We're Not K-N-O-T Done Yet. And I want it to be somehow three aging divas <laughs> not giving up or or flip it really long, three ladies, maybe ex-actresses in the motion picture home or something, but, you know, in a home, re retired, but making trouble still. So I know there's a Golden Girls, maybe, it, it, I always want us to be the Bronze Girls, but we're getting uh -huh. up there, so now we are the Golden Girls, but that doesn't stop us. And I want it to be a kind of emp empowerment uh, vibe for women as they age, it ain't over yet until the fat lady sings. That's right. And even then it may not be over. If the fat lady sings a good song, get in there. Right. Get in there and take Especially part. the three of you. I mean, I could see that in a heartbeat. I think so too. I think so too. So we're doing something um, in this, uh, a couple of weeks actually down in Palm Springs where the three of us are on stools doing a Q&A and a chit chat and all that. So maybe we can use that as a warm up and take that on the road and see if we can entice some brave Showtime, uh, net, it isn't really Netflix's kind of project, but maybe mm -hmm. Freeform, I think that's the name of it. Yep. Uh, just some kind of brave, break the mold kind of uh, uh, network that would bring three crazy ladies in to do their thing. <laughs> I make up and all, you know. Well, those are those are three great crazy ladies. I'll tell you yes, that. I, yes, I, indeed. I, I would be up for that. What, <laughs> um, you know, going back on your early career, I, I, I went back and I'm, I'm looking in, you know, one of the things, um, well, actually, this isn't even part of your early career. You, I saw you in an interview say that Debbie Reynolds' brother was your makeup man. Is that true? Oh, yes. And you're going to make me for clamped. Oh. I'm no, but but Bill, and I think he's still with us. Of course, Debbie is not. Right. But yes, he was. And this was the gift from God that he was the first person I would see in the morning at 5.30, 6.30, whatever, a.m. Mm -hmm. And he was like not only a wonderful, fantastic makeup man, but he was like a coach. And he got me 
in the space, in the zone, whatever that day's work might be. And we had long days on that show, eight, some 18 hour days. Oh, wow. He got me ready because he was also sideline, a baseball coach. He knew and he had the gift to get you in the zone. And I, I, I love this man so much. I've been to a couple of tributes and of course, Debbie's memorial. I saw him there, right. but uh, he was a gift and uh, an actor, especially now with the mock speed of production and how fast they have and all the challenges of COVID, et cetera. Right. Uh, you need someone like that nearby in your, in your world on the set. And I like to keep, once I go to work, it's all about that period. Your focus. Yes. Did you, did you know her as well, Debbie? Debbie? Did yes. You? I did a lot of work with Ruta Lee and Debbie um, mm -hmm. for uh, Thalians. It was. Yeah. The Thalians ball. ball. Yes. yes. I actually ball. attended one myself. Yeah. Well, that's where I saw you then. I yeah, know. It might be. That's <laughs> yeah, too uh, funny. Uh, but yes, we would, did a lot of, of those. And I, I think she had a um, talk show and I did that a couple of times, but yes, I, I, I loved her. I loved her spirit. She was the unsinkable Molly Brown mm -hmm. through and through. And, you know, into an actress's, and I choose that word specifically, into an actress's life and an actress too, a role or roles hit you that are what I call home base. And they're inside, there's, there's a definite part of you that um, can relate to the core of that character. And I, I've, I feel like she had that with Molly Brown and she was a very special person. Well, that's great to hear. I, I yeah, I've always had a lot of respect for her, like tr tremendous amount of respect for her. She's um, had a lot of ups and downs and she's just, she says she has sad for two days and then she takes a deep breath, picks herself up and start all over again. Yeah. She did so many things like that. You're right. You're right. And she had that wonderful uh, um, Hollywood memorabilia as well for years. Oh, yes, yes, indeed, yeah. indeed. It was, it was incredible. The other woman that I noticed that was very influential in your life. I know who you're gonna say. Julie Harris. Uh, you have to, yes. Yeah. You have to say that. This was uh, beyond. This does make me verklempt because everything about that woman and adding to Knott's Landing to enrich the level of work, she and Alec Baldwin, were unbelievable together. I was Alec was my brother, mm -hmm. Julie was my mother. Come on, folks! You I mean, come Broadway, on, London. Right. Hey, come on! You could go to Broadway, London, anywhere, and have those two bookending you, and you are have reached the heights of theater, and wow. and and work character work. You know, I was I was so lucky. What was the story with uh, Julie Harris? I now, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I read that uh, she, you met her very early on, like I, like high school. High school. Is exactly, that true? Exactly correct. How? My father was a writer for Time and Life magazine and a photographer. And somehow he finagled with, I think it was the Rocky Mountain News in Denver, because I grew up in Boulder, Colorado. Um, he heard that she was coming through Denver uh, with a play. I think it was the Warren Peninsula or some, some mm -hmm. play and asked, could my aspiring 14-year-old daughter, you know, interview Julie sort of as the, you know, the student of going to the, the mentor. Yeah. Mentor. Yes. We met, we talked and she said, so what are your plans for college and whatever? And I said, I don't want to go to school and college and books and all that. All I want to do is act. 
I would love the, you know, I've always loved and aspired to the Yale School of Drama. And she happened to be the very first female out of high school to go to the Yale Drama School. What? She called the dean or connected with the dean. And I, my family, my mother and father drove me from Boulder, Colorado to New Haven, Connecticut to meet with the dean. And he said in that meeting, uh, we want to give you a scholarship uh, to come to the drama school next fall. And okay, that is an amazing story. Well, it truly is. It truly is. It, 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 it plays into the kind of feeling I have that when something big is meant to be, mm -hmm. it, it comes, it comes. And you don't push for it, reach, reach too hard, which I do all the time. But I mean, when it comes to you, you just take it easy and enjoy it and live it and deliver it. So did, did you, um, so, okay, Julie, Julie Harris gets you this introduction. You, you know, you go to the Yale drama school. How do you reconnect with her once she's on Knott's Landing or did you reconnect? No, they did. That? that was a coincidence. It was a coincidence on, on Knott's Landing. I'm going down the hall where David Jacobs and Michael Feilerman, the two co-producers, David was the originator. Michael was his, became his partner for most of those 14 years. Um, I was walking down the long hallway and David said, Joan, come here, we have something to tell you. Uh, we're going to cast somebody as your mother. And through my mind flashes, uh-oh, it's one of the Gabor sisters, I bet. <laughs> it's, this is not going to work. Martha Ray, maybe I'm dating myself, but, you know, I'm thinking, who, right, I know. who do they think? Who do they think is my mother? And they said, we've hired or we've asked Julie Harris to play the part. And then I did burst out crying. Then I did. Right wow. then. I just, I, it, it was meant to be. I mean, seriously, that is, a, that is just a crazy story. It's a coup. I, I, yeah, it's a cool. Yeah, it meant to be. What, by the way, what was it like? Um, I know that when, when you were first starting out, kind of more professionally, I noticed that you had worked with um, uh, on Death of a Salesman with uh, Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy. Yeah. I, I happened to look at them as like uh, as iconic as it gets. What what was that like as an actor? Well, that was my job. I went to Yale for just one year because I was asked to audition uh, in Minneapolis for the brand new Guthrie Theater. And I went and oh, auditioned. No, I didn't know at that time, I don't think, uh, what, that Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy were gonna be their two gods uh, to bless <laughs> the season with their presence. Wow. And long story short, uh, they asked me to come be I don't know if they called it apprentice. I had to get my, no, I already had my equity card, but they asked me to join as um, one of the young, very young, whatever. And it was straight. I left Yale after one year to go to the Minneapolis uh, Guthrie Theater where Sir Tyrone Guthrie himself was the director of almost all the plays that- Oh my gosh, when it started out, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. And I remember he would sit in the back of the house with his big spoon, you know, loud talking voice <laughs> like this. And no, dear, over there. Stop mugging and move over there. You know, and he wore, he wore bedroom slippers. Mm -hmm. And you knew he you knew something bad was coming when you could hear because the uh, Guthrie Theater is raked with lots of stairs. You hear. 
those bedroom slippers slapping down the stairs oh to come to the stage to give you a direction. Wow. What? So, so as a as a young actress, I mean, obviously you would have been quite a bit younger than. What was it like to be on stage with these two? I mean, there's oh. certain people that it's a bit intimidating. Oh well, let me tell you who else was there though too. Zoe Caldwell. So talk about intimidation. There's Jessica Tandy, there's Hume Conan, and Zoe Caldwell, who every time she was on stage in New York, got a Tony. Wow. I mean, it seems like she has 27 or so, but wow. she's a British actress. And uh, come on, didn't she, you know, as did Jessica. Jessie is what everybody called her. Wow. But when you're wow. on stage, or at least for me, all of you are you know, the, the, the time of giving the kind of, oh my God, I'm with Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy or Zoe Caldwell, those came in rehearsals and in moments when you could savor where you are. When you're on, I think it's tunnel vision when it, it mm -hmm. didn't, it, that emotion didn't hit me, but it hit me many times. Yale was a magnificent platform, but what I learned at the Guthrie, for goodness sake, is, and I would go in and watch because he invited me to do so. Wow. Hume Cronin asked me to, to come and he would transform himself from Hume Cronin, this wonderful, vital, whatever, to Moliere's miser in, in one of the plays that they did. And he had this wig and this makeup and I would just, that's when I sat in total, my jaw was down on my kneecaps because wow. there I am watching him transform himself. And I get that now too. If I'm doing a part and I'm wearing a wig and way different signature Joan Van Ark makeup, if I put it together and they put the wig on and do the finishing tuck, and I look, I've heard uh, Eddie Murphy say this in interviews and you see yourself in that makeup mirror in the makeup trailer and you just become that, you know, it just, right. Right. it's unbelievable how the visual uh, transforms. triggers, <laughs> transforms you. It puts it inside of you. It, you have the exterior and you look and think, okay, I know her. Wow. I do her. That's wow. the way it goes. Yeah. The other, the other one that's kind of in that category that I saw in your background was uh, Betty Davis. Oh. Uh, with uh with the oh god what uh the judge and J and jake, jake weiler yeah what i'm sorry but that's right in there <laughs> hume cronin and jessica tanny how did you what was that like i was terrified because we've all heard god rest her soul right stories oh it's yeah like joan crawford the two of them and that's they correct. happened to be together a few times i believe but i'd heard stories and i was taking deep breaths in my makeup, not in the makeup, but in my dressing room. Oh yeah. You know, before going in. But my very first scene was with the lawyer because the plot was that I had murdered my husband to get all the dollars and have the freedom to have fun with all those dollars or right. with other guys or whatever. So that was the storyline, but I'm the one, I was the black hat. I was the wow. one who did the damage. And she's having this this meeting with the lawyer in one of my very first scenes. She, Betty Davis was not even a part of the scene in any way. And I rehearsed the thing and it felt, it was an early scene. So you, there's a little bumpiness anyway, but it didn't feel right. It didn't, and I get up to go, they say, okay, now lighting, which takes sometimes 45, 50 minutes. Sure. Um, somebody motioned and said, bring 
bring Joan, and I saw these hands going, you know, bring it here. They took me over, and there was Betty Davis watching me do my first rehearsal, which is like jumping into a cold pool. Oh to my do that. I look, it's Betty Davis, and I, you know, to keep try to keep breathing. And she said, How do you do? And whatever small talk and thing. And she, the wardrobe person was right nearby, and she waved to the wardrobe person and said, go get her. And I didn't really hear whatever. It was a black hat. You know, one of those, it's widow's reeds is what you could say. But it was a black hat with a, with a, vi you know, not a visor, but the brim. Yeah, the brim. And the black veil. Oh, wow. And that goes into every close-up. It goes into everything. And all I had to do was simply say the lines and be simple and not try to cover that I'm the murderer or murderess. I don't know. So she gave me the uh, the equipment and the secret that j just tells the whole story. I mean, wow. I know. And I thought, this is the woman I've been hearing all these. Several, and she was amazing to me the whole shoot. Oh, so, my gosh. Do I love hearing that? that do I love having experienced it? with that great icon that yeah, she- Yeah, because her reputation uh, is all over the place. Of course it is. And that yeah. terrified me when I heard she was one of the key, obviously key players, but it was a lesson. And you know, the goodness of it, the the savvy of it too. Oh uh, my gosh. Bill Devane did that for me in, in a scene with Knott's Landing. My character, Valine, never had any- scenes with him there were lots of characters that never got together because it wasn't their world but we rehearsed a scene and again that kind of eh, this isn't working he went to the prop guy got a cigar and during the whole scene he smoked the cigar and <sighs> blew it in my face <sighs> wow and i had to like oh, not to show i want to kill you not to build a vein i loved him for it i loved it because he gave me a problem and distracted from the meat and potatoes mm -hmm. and just let me again try to communicate whatever the whatever it was i wanted i think it was a partnership or a business thing cuz bill devane was all about business but bill's another wonderful 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 actor I mean, he's like know. he's like another one that I've always another, I always not that I don't think he's great. I think he is great, but I've always felt he was underrated because I, he's yes. like really a great actor. Oh, he is. Oh, he is. And he's I don't know. It's not that it's unexpected, but he's deep for the partner. I mean, to do that, just as Betty mm -hmm. Davis did to share an, a help a, a, a diving board if you will i love watching the olympics because i love watching the diving uh, and some of the winter sports too mm -hmm. for sure the skating oh my god that was so brilliant recently right. all that oh but the diving board is you have to be measured 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 take that breath get it together and make a perfect dive no ripples that's what right. you have to do yeah literally land in like nothing yeah the win but the winners so to speak uh, whatever, because everybody's a winner if you're going to the Olympics. Of course, yeah. But but uh, you know the the less of a splash, the you want to make a splash with your performance, but you want to just dip into that water just like that with right. the rings. That's all. What? Uh, let me ask you something. What? You know, I I think of you as a young actress. You're signed to a contract to Universal Studios. 
What did that feel like to, to be like, we want to put you under contract? Well, whenever you're asked for something um, to extend, to be more than one, a one shot. Right. Uh, I just had something Friday, first time I've ever done this because of the voiceover part, uh, mm -hmm. to do a, uh, it's called ADR, I think. Well, you sure. know. So looping. It, what is it? Well, it could be looping. Dubbing. Well. No, they called it, a, no, looping I've done forever. Oh, oh it just was ADR like afterward. Yeah. Yeah, know, but it is ADR after. But this was, it's a funny story because they said it's Elvira. So I thought it's Cassandra, what is it, Peterson? Right, right. Cassandra. So I thought, wow, that's, I kind of like, because I have no tits and she has nothing, <laughs> nothing but tits. She has nothing but tits and dark hair. But so I got sound bites because they didn't send me a script. They said they can't send it uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. That's a first. Yeah. I know they said they couldn't. So all right, I'm listening to Elvira for a solid week. Every time I go running, I take this little handheld. I don't do the earbuds, so I won't collide with a truck coming behind right. me. Right, you gotta so be able to hear. You gotta be able to hear when you're going miles. I do 10 miles, and so um, anyway, um, uh, I, I listen to Elvira, I get there. It's a Spanish, it's Elvira, <laughs> and she's like 95 years old she, oh, she couldn't be older and have a more Al, Alvira was <laughs> nowhere near but Elvira who don't like and I've got to lip sync her Spanish with my with the English oh, lines is that funny I, I gotta tell you cold towels I needed ice cubes in <laughs> I've been into such shock and it was like on the job training and now they've asked me to do two more this upcoming oh. week to do, I know. It's so. the ultimate compliment. Are you kidding well, me? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they just, because they hoped they would get, I think, all three in one session. They're the dollar wise, but. Uh, well, of course, they always want as much as they can get. Yeah. Don't they all? Don't right. they all? Right. And they right. deserve it. But this was a stunt check for, for Blondie. Blondie right. Diva. Oh my God. Oh, that's hysterical. That's a good one. What yeah. tell me this? Um, we should probably talk a little bit, a little, a little more again, I guess, about about Knott's Landing. Um, but I, I'm so intrigued by so many other things you've done as well. It's it's hard to, but um, is it true that you didn't initially um want Ted Shackelford no, uh, for Knott's yeah. Landing? Because no. I knew you had done Wonder Woman with him. Yes, I had just done not not that far back at Universal right. again. But um, David Aykroyd did the uh, the ones on Dallas, but mm -hmm. David was at Universal filming a, a TV movie and could not be sprung when they wanted to do the Dallas, uh, sorry, the Knox Landing pilot. Mm -hmm. So they auditioned new Garys. They didn't want to, they wanted David, uh, of course, because we were the two spinoff characters from Dallas. Um, so, and I had just done the Wonder Woman maybe a couple months ahead of this pilot booking. Uh, so they said, well, we think we found somebody we like a lot. Uh, we wanted to run a, his name by you. And they said, Ted Shackelford. I said, oh God, no, we're too new. Both of us are crazy. Both of us are high energy nutcases. I said, we're too much alike. It would never work. You just, I, I, anybody else, you know, let, let's, let's look at it. Think of a few more names. Oh my gosh. I go to the table read the first day of the Knott's Landing pilot and who's across the table for me, but Ted Shackelford. 
So they loved him. They didn't listen to me. And I <laughs> love them that they didn't listen to me because I love that man so much. Oh, yeah. It I wouldn't love be the him. same. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he was perfect. Uh, we still talk. Uh, we're thinking of this thing in Palm Springs. I wanted him to be part of it, but it's really basically the three aging divas. So right, right. Palm Springs is going to stay that way. Well, maybe you can walk in. Yeah, I know. I thought. Yeah. I thought it would be a fantastic. Not even telling the other girl, you know, the, right, Al and Donna, and not tell him and have him come in and say, "Well, Abby or Valine, what do you think? Valine, yep. get out of here. I, I've got. I want to talk to Abby. Of course, poor Michelle would be standing by, but she would never just stand by. She would get into it somehow. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. What? Um, what? By the way, I, I I realized that Larry Hagman was was you know obviously part of Dallas. He is Dallas, but. Um, what was your relationship with Larry Hagman? Oh, I have a keychain downstairs where I put my car keys when I come home, whenever it is. And it's usually very late after running. Um, I'm the Norma Desmond of joggers. Wow. wow. I, no, but you, Norma Desmond never went out. No. Until midnight, you know, till, till nobody could see her. Right. And also there's no COVID and people everywhere. You know, it's just much quieter. Mm -hmm. Um, but now wait, I got going about the-, the Larry the, Hagman. Oh, Just, Larry, yeah, Larry, Larry. He's there on a keychain. Larry, I don't know what, I think the best thing about him is his joie de vivre, which was just his energy, his joy of being there, his joy of being. And he was nutty as a fruitcake. He would stand off camera when he visited Knott's and guest starred. He would shoot peanut butter from the craft service table through his teeth in the <laughs> off, through the off <laughs> through the off camera dialogue that I'm doing, like I'm talking to you, wanting to be, you know, how neurotic Valine was or how emotional she, trying to be that and watching Jr. squirting smooth peanut butter between his teeth <laughs> with his tongue, he just was a prankster. He and Patrick both. And wow. it made it it does lighten the work if it unless it's a really emotional scene, then it kind of gets in the way. But usually mm -hmm. it's the best thing because it frees you. And freedom, freedom, freedom is what it's all about. Did you have a good relationship, by the way, with Patrick Duffy? I mean, I used to love him a man from Atlantis. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's what he did. You. I know. Well, that was just before, uh not just, but very yeah, yeah before. Um, yes, I did. And you know. I went down to do a few Dallas's after Larry passed away and Patrick had become in the most graceful way, commander in chief, which is what Larry was. Wow. You know, he, well, he just was the host of the set and that was Larry too, with the, all his craziness and zaniness. He had silent Sundays. You couldn't talk to him. He would not talk on Sundays. Sunday is a day of rest. Michelle Lee has the same thing. A wow. day of, don't bother me with the details, you know, wanted some, not in a free time, but just quiet time, just mm -hmm. not challenges and not be on. And so um, Larry had silent Sunday, uh, Sundays and it, he would whistle back to you, but he would not talk. He, Isn't that interesting? It to me is, is just, yes, it is. But you know what? It's, it's very right too, because you don't, you make it a free day. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be a challenge. No one's going to ask you to be perfect, which is what I always expect of myself and for them. Yeah. 
Yeah, now that's that's actually sweet. I couple couple of things that I saw in your career that intrigued me. One one I saw knife gallery down. Do you remember working on knife gallery? <laughs> yes, because it was an all night shoot. Oh, in, geez. in a boxing ring. And I think was it Gary Lockwood or I don't remember who wow. the actor was, but he was punch. He was playing a, a, a boxer. Yeah. But he was also punchy because we literally, I don't know if it was night for night or if that was the schedule, whatever it was, I sat outside the ring watching this thing. Um, and that you're right. That's a wonderful, not valid, but a wonderful coup because that was an I talk about an iconic show oh yeah was rod uh, serling even present on set no no he wouldn't be on set yeah. no i don't know uh, not for me and not when i was there mm -hmm. um but of course he was the king right uh, on that of course uh but i think he did in intros and outros and all of that yeah say oh the show was petrifying by the way but uh i, I oh the show was called that no, no, I'm saying I just remember the oh. show itself being petrifying. Oh, yeah, no, no. It, yeah. They were very thought-provoking right. pieces of work. But yeah, that's was, pretty iconic. You were part of that, actually. What I, are, uh, I, I agree. I totally couple, agree. A couple of other ones that I saw you were uh, I, uh, Barnaby Jones. Do you remember playing with uh, Buddy Epson? Not that well. That one? Okay, that's okay. It must not have... It must not have you know yeah like stuck out stuck out yeah no comment on buddy there um oh, what about buddy. what about mash oh for sure jackie cooper directed oh wow yeah okay there's the director and then alan alda who took care of me and took me under his wing because god bless him i love this man and he's such a brilliant actor too oh yeah he basically in every way held my hand and and translated what Jackie Cooper would sort of scream at me about. So, because I'm like a, a skittery cat sometimes mm -hmm. on a set, especially initially. Uh, and he, you know, is brusque or was brusque. And he was that old Hollywood type. Yeah. I could, maybe, I could, maybe, I could maybe. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned temperatures rising, which by the way, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. How, I mean, I looked at that cast and it literally was mind boggling to me. You've got Cleavon Little, James uh, Whitmore, and Paul Lind that you are working with? What? I didn't work with Paul Lind. That was the reincarnation. Oh, that was the reincarnation. Okay. Yes, yes. But you work with Cleavon, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. wow. I just, what a, I don't know how to even, sensitive, uh, fragile, oddly, mm -hmm. but funny to brave as could be because he just, he let it fly. Yes, that was that was an amazing experience. Amazing. Wow. And Bill Bill Asher, of course, I mean, from Bewitched and everything else he had done, it, that must have been a, a thrill to be able to work with a director like this, huh? And he was wonderful, high energy, ready to, you know, always ready. You know, when you were first coming up, what other actors, um, you know, like I, I, you know, I realize you mentioned Alec Baldwin, you know, obviously uh, there, but when you were first coming up, what other actors were around that you remember, you know, um, that either you worked with on stage or even, you know, early uh, television film? 
I'm trying to roll the Rolodex back. Sure. Yeah. Because you were around a lot. Barefoot in the park. Oh. That I did. Now, let me say say more than an actor, even. Mike Nichols directed. Yeah. So I worked. It doesn't get any better than that. And I was beyond aware. And I remember one day we were rehearsing it. I did it with Dick Benjamin. Oh, jeez. I know. Dick Benjamin was Paul, the husband, and Mike Nichols, both of them with director minds. Just oh, yeah. God, God gave them that. Um, I don't know where to start. When I was on Broadway doing it, because I got a call, uh, of, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what I was just doing pre- preceding it. Bottom, oh, I was at the arena stage with mm-hmm. uh, wonderful actors uh, doing, that's a, one of the best theaters in the entire country. At DC? Washington, Washington, Washington yeah, D.C. Right, right. Um, um, but I, I got a call to come up and audition uh, for Barefoot in the Park uh, for St. Suber, who was the producer, and Mike Nichols in the back of the house, who wow. up New York Theater, stayed uh, uh, sort of hid out in Elizabeth Ashley's dressing room. So <laughs> that gave me the vibes in a way. I could just <laughs> inhale the the ambiance of talent or whatever. And I did the audition and St. Super walked down the dark aisle along with Mike Nichols. And they said, we want you to do Corey. Wow. Corey Bratter was the name of the character. Wow. That'll never happen again like that with an iconic producer who did so many hits. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Mike Nichols, I don't have to say another word. No, Mike Nichols is- the Doesn't get better. Highest regard. Uh, uh, beyond and I there was a scene where we move into the apartment at the top of the play at the top of barefoot in the park which has nothing on the stage but canvas and a ladder because they have to decorate the new apartment they uh, move into in uh, as honeymoon as you know newlyweds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and on a rehearsal of that very first scene with Dick Benjamin playing Paul he asked me Joan here's the ladder center stage just walk around walk around in a circle and let's just do the scene with the lines. And I walked the circle around the thing and he said, just say the lines. This I've heard so many times because I want it fabulous and do too much. And yeah. he said, I'll do the scene just like that, just that simple. But Corey was like the uh, battery for the, you know, she had energy to do the thing. So right. I was putting too much into it, but he said, just the way you went, just the way you said it, going circling the ladder, Let's try the scene now on stage that way. Wow. But you know, he he was an actor's director, but he mm-hmm. was a brilliant director, period. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, his resume shows it. Yeah, we, without Hello. it kind yeah. of speaks for itself. It does. Yeah, that's amazing. What so another another one that caught my eye that I, I'll be honest, I, I was like, wow, I I did, I've never seen it, but it was uh, Ray Milland and uh, oh, frogs, they, yeah, frogs? and Sam Elliott. Oh, and come on, I've I got was like what? For this, yeah, I know. For this um, thing that I'm going to do in a couple weeks uh, in Palm Springs with Michelle and Donna, um, um, uh, frogs is in a. We're supposed to do a kind of clips five minutes of clips of various things we've done that yeah, we yeah. love. And I did that. And, but of course I had to have that, a piece of that film in oh. there. And I, I know, I know. 
And Raven Land kept very much to himself, which I find interesting as an actor. I don't know if that's yeah. a hiding thing or the same as mine is, which is I keep it in your in your so it's accessible quickly. There are some actors now who um, Lady Gaga for the last film that she just got yeah. so well deserved a uh, nomination. House of Gucci. Is, yes, House right that she stayed in character the whole shoot. The whole shoot. I get yes. that. You know, people can say, oh, is she nuts? No, because you want the world, because when you're filming, you want it accessible. You don't want to have had a, a, a onion and a tomato sandwich and right. onion breath. And a, no, you are there to do that lady, whoever she is, balls to the wall. Forgive me, but that's what you're supposed to to be there for. Yeah. So uh, 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 that that would that is the way I've worked always, and 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 will we'll probably remain that way. Was was Ray Milan like what? What was he, he like to himself? I don't know if it was energy saving because he was kind of up there because that's part of it too. Because um, you want to save all your good stuff and your attack and all that, and he was very much the boss. He was, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. Um, Sam, on the other hand, to not break out in a cold sweat as a female, looking at that. Oh, come on. Every, that hunk of every a man looks at Sam Elliott and goes, I, I, Yeah, yes, yes. This guy, and um, turns out we both go to the same dermatologist, and I saw him maybe a year ago sitting across from me. I'm coming in and putting all my toys or whatever the hell I bring in with me. And I look up and there's Sam and I can't believe it and hugs and wow. I love this man, but he, he was a gentleman. He was a caretaker, so, sort of like Mark Harmon, just takes care of the guest actor or he's a host and you have no idea what, well, maybe you do in fact, because you're a little bit deeply into the business. So yeah. you do know, it really does make a difference when the star or the captain is there and, um, encloses you, brings you into the fold. And um, he, he, he did that. And I, I just, I'm always grateful for that. Oh, that's really cool. That's seriously cool. Now, obviously you've done a lot of guest star uh, roles. Yes. For you then, what role, I guess, that you've worked on has, you know, what are some of the, you know, one or two, whatever, that was kind of special to you that you really enjoyed working on? Wow. Suddenly, what came into mind was uh, something where I used Dolly Parton as uh, got a kind of, but but you know she's she is something. It was uh, and I don't even remember the project who it was for. It was a TV movie. I love Dolly. Yeah. Oh, I know who doesn't. Who yeah. does her energy and her goodness and her? I don't know. She's just so unique. And I met with her because uh, we had the same agent for a while, uh -huh. William Morris. Uh, now Will William Morris Endeavor, but yeah. Um, uh, it was Dolly, maybe for the energy and the son of a, maybe it was it son of a beach. I, hmm. I think it might've been son of a beach. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. been that one, but, but um, golly, what, what ones did I, I, I did an independent mm -hmm. a couple, three years ago that was uh, an older, fragile, a little bit on her way out, uh, how do I describe it? She's Southern too, actually. And it just, uh, where's my hair? Where's, you know, rattling the kind of- You do it well, yeah. You know, yeah. That, it, I, I, I don't know where anything is. Well, 
and and went in and that and looked totally different, I think. And that was uh, the 636. It was an independent feature, which I think won a couple of awards at these independent um, Sundance or yeah, 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 these, or, yeah. Uh, uh, competition things for independent. That's film. wonderful. What um, for the uh, I you know I'm sh I know you've been asked this a million times in regards to Knots Landing. Like, what was your favorite episode or whatever? I know that the twin storyline was massive. I, I think that might have even been the number one episode from what I we recall. Were, and I'm thank you for that because yeah. I am so proud of that because there was a lot of wonderful stuff, a lot of a wonderful product on TV then, very different from what is now. Yeah. And it became, yes, very, but uh, it became, Knots uh, was in fact that week, the number one when I got the twins back, that scene. Um, there was a scene from Knott's Landing, and maybe I've talked about or you're aware, but that Please. is in this reel, in this reel that's going to be in Palm Springs, um, where I uh, was to transist from playing, being Valine to being, uh, I can't even remember what they, they decided to rename Valine, but she becomes somebody else. When you're escaping, when the twins were taken from me, she, she went off her, literally, off, literally yeah. off. And so I go back to Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, become Verna Ellers. You use the same initials, Valine Ewing, Verna Ellers. And I had a scene in front of the mirror, transisting into the hooker, that I go to the bar and get abused a bit. Who knows, roughed up, whatever. Wow. Not, not the big thing, but just close. Yeah. To a bunch of guys in the bar. She comes back to her motel room, and she falls asleep because she's half drunk I get up look in the mirror and see this hooker and I think who is this and I wash my face completely off this for Joan Van Ark and Valine is a huge thing to wow. wash it all off and be bare assed naked here mm -hmm. and I washed my face did that and then put on the Vera Ellers very simple waitress you know look yeah. while doing a monologue that is my favorite. That okay. is my favorite. Okay, that's like an actor actor's dream. It is. Moment. It was a gift. We had one false start because I started just. I said to the cameraman and the operator, "If anything goes wrong before I wash my face, because if I wash my face, it's a wrap because it'll take twelve hours to reassemble with wet and start over and be a hooker, which was lots of makeup." Yeah. Um, so we had one false start and the second one went all the way through. And then we did the Mary Tyler Moore when it was over and the director said, cut. We literally spontaneously, the set, anyone that was right there, all did that uh, Mary Tyler Moore thing at the end. The, the hug. The hug, the group yeah. hug. It's almost like a football thing, but not as butch as the football thing would be. Right. It's just, it's a circle of love and creativity and all the stuff going together. It was. Oh my gosh! It was. Uh, it was a. It was a day I'll never forget, and I treasure it. Oh, that's so cool! I love hearing about that. Oh no! It was just. It was. It, it's what it should be, and of course, it never can be because we. You don't have the luxury of time most most times, and and we were still working at a pretty good clip because you had to. Yeah. It was a moment of magic that everybody all of it did fit together oh my gosh do you why do you think uh and maybe it's hard for you to answer i don't know but why do you think knots landing 
has gone, you know, went on for so long. I mean, it's uh, a long time, 14 seasons. Uh, oh, it's quite a record until, as I say, uh, Mark Carmen and NCIS came right. along, rewrote the whole book, and it's going to go forever. Um, I think it was relatable for so many people. I think there were no divas, and I mean male and female. I'm using the word diva mm -hmm. to just say, that's not what I want. That's not the way I, we were always an ensemble, helping and working with and for each other, which made it almost like an acting uh, repertory company hmm. where the writers would come up with Michael Feilman and David Jacobs, God bless them, uh, would give us the uh, tidbits, if you will, or the gigantic meal of a character and or a scene that we could collaborate to make it the best we could make it. And there was this family and we were a family and that that's really the way it always went. Wow. And we were lucky. Yeah. It was a repertory company. Maybe oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's really it cool. It is. What, um, I mean, I, by the way, thank you for staying as long as you have. It's been a no, 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 no. I was going to say I was just looking because it's up there. I may have to kind of get closer to wrap. That's okay. No, no, yeah. I totally understand. I think we're at that point anyway. But I wanted yeah. to uh, also give you an opportunity, like I do every guest that's on the show. What, um, what do you, you know, once again, what do you have that's coming up? Uh, whether it be in the next month, next year, that you well, would like people to know about, or anything that's special to your heart. Well, special to my heart is a pretty good list there, but uh, the biggest thing I would love to say to any of your viewers, uh, if they're in the area or if they're not, because a lot of people are coming from <clears throat> New York and Chicago, sure. Joan, Donna, and Michelle are doing a, uh, a, a Q&A evening and maybe some surprises with little scenes with audience members, uh, with the uh, specified COVID distance or whatever, but it's a night of uh, the three uh, ladies from Knott's Landing is how they're uh, an, uh, uh, announcing it. Uh, three ladies from Knott's Landing and it's at Oscars, which is sort of like a dinner club where you can have uh, drinks outside. Part of it is inside. We will, we will simply be in the outside area so that it's totally safe and uh, not dangerous in any way to anyone. Um, a mask or no mask, do, depending on what the, the protocols are at that time. It's March 11 and 12, Palm mm -hmm. Springs, Oscars, which they advertise as being in downtown Palm Springs. You can go to Oscars, Palm mm -hmm. Springs, and you're able to access tickets. And we want to see so many Knott's fans, uh, as many Knott's fans as we can find, and maybe some new ones who may become Knott's fans. But it's going to be a great fun evening. Uh, wow, that sounds terrific. I think you're uh, going to be great. And film clip. There'll be film clips too. Of uh, Each of us has a, a Michelle, Donna, Joan have uh, compiled a little five-minute retrospect of some of our favorite scenes or things that we've done. And uh, the sky will be the limit in terms of Q&A, whatever they might want to ask or know about, I think. I'll probably dread that I have said that, but we want to see as many of them, of your viewers um, there as can possibly make it. Oh Again, my gosh. Friday, Friday the 11th, uh, Saturday uh, the 12th of March. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Believe me, if I can get out there, I will too. Yeah, I'm in LA. So if I can get out there, I'll do it. But 
Um, and Oscars, by the way, in Palm Springs has hosted some uh, really interesting uh, Barbara uh, shows Eden. like that. Yeah, Angie Dickinson was there. Uh, mm -hmm. Mary Lou Henner just did something. Uh, they get some wonderful people there. They, they do. The, yes, and and they, it's a generous amount of time. Uh, the first one, this will be our second. Uh, the first one we did, we, we had a uh, a line for those who wanted to do photos or uh, special autographs, whatever. We had a, a line of people after. There will not be that this time around, but there will be many opportunities to exchange thoughts, questions, answers, and some fun skits that they're going to do. Wow, what a special night! I, I I'm I'm envious. I can't get out there. I'm <laughs> I'm bummed, but. Uh, uh, anyway, Joan, hey, thanks a bunch. You were just so, so sweet, so kind. I loved talking about your whole career. I mean, just, you know, you've been really blessed. And uh, I, I, you know, awesome. I realize when I say do something like this and you've done your homework and I love you for that because I do a lot of interviews, but it, it revives back to me because I forget because all I want to know is what was last week, but more importantly, what's next week? You know, yeah. you have to have a continuum, but uh, thank you for your skills and your wonderful questions. Oh, gosh, my, my pleasure. It's, it's been so much fun and uh, wish you tons of success with, uh, with the ladies from Knott's Landing and uh, just tons of success going forward because you've got a lot to give. Well, I, we're not done yet, okay? And here's my always my parting thing, if I can. Oh, I don't think I can do it. Let me just, this is my message. Let me do it. Can Go you, ahead. Do you see? No, do you see over there? X oh, yes. X and o. <laughs> That's hugs, hugs and kisses, all right? Okay. To all, all, all the viewers and to you. Well, thanks a bunch, Joan. Really appreciate <laughs> it. And I hope, I hope to see you at some point. Okay, if not right. down in Palm Springs, we'll take it on the road. And okay. We'll LA, okay? All right. See you, Joan. Bye. Bye-bye. Follow us on Spotify and iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much.